Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Elizabeth Sullivan. Elizabeth is the president at Alternative Rain Irrigation, Inc., founder of Personal Trainer in a Box, author, trainer, and nutritionist. In this episode, we talk about mindset, personal fitness, energy, motivation, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Possibility, 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 Tune in. Elizabeth, it's um, great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Adam? No, good, good. Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. It's um, it's great to have you on the show. And um, I, I just thought I'd kind of start off by, you know, kind of asking, you know, how you kind of got into, you know, entrepreneurship and kind of the kind of fitness and wellness kind of industry. Yeah. Oh, well, um, thank you for having me on first off. It's always fun to be able to talk about my story. I feel like the more we talk about our stories, the more we can recognize things that kind of help us succeed and then use those in the future. So the past is a great way to look back. I guess um, I've always been into entrepreneurship and in fitness since I was little. I started ice skating when I was seven and um, it's kind of an expensive sport. And so I ended up picking up paper routes, multiple paper routes, and then that transformed into babysitting once I got a little bit older and all of this to kind of keep help fund my ice skating. And so there's the fitness part of it and the entrepreneurship part of it. Um, I remember I handed out flyers at um, some small homes down the road from our house to help clean all their homes. And I was, you know, I was probably like 12. So entrepreneurship has always been a way I think to make life livable for me you know to live the life that I want I need to be able to afford it 
And so that's always been a way to have that time freedom factor as well as affording what I want to invest in. And so um, the fitness part just came natural. You know, I, I got married and I had kids and all that. And I, I always promised myself that I was going to get in like my final shape. And so once I was done having kids, I have four of them now. And once I was done, I was like, all right, I'm going to keep my promise to myself. Um, you know, Ed Milet says that confidence is basically just keeping promises to yourself. And I decided that that's what I was going to do. So I plugged in a 90 day program and I got fit. And then I just didn't look back. I kept going from there. And I love fitness because it's like a, it's like a black hole of like, I mean, there's always something that you can do something to, mm. you know, a different goal to work towards or a different way to, to be active. And so it was kind of nice, you know, right now I have a business with one of my business partners and um, we're pairing that, that entrepreneurship part of it with the fitness part of it. And we've come up with a product. So, you know, I'm a certified personal trainer um, but we've come up with is not a service, it's actually programs that you can take home and you can do by yourself. And I'm really loving it because we kind of focus on a personal development side to health and fitness. It's a personal development approach because I feel like that just that's really where it all starts, you know, is, is what you mm. believe that you can do. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think it's great what you're doing. And like you said, how you kind of had that kind of uh, entrepreneur side to you you know like very early and it's kind of like natural and i think like it's great that you kind of have that kind of edge to kind of you know go out there and you know dive into the unknown and just kind of have that that mindset you know to wanting you know to do success you know to have success in your you know your life and just keep mm -hmm. on going with that and i think like you said you know mindset is definitely key you know isn't it with like you know uh, physical training yeah it starts with I mean a lot of people you know you have to get over the first part of convincing themselves to even put on the shoes to go for a walk or to go to mm -hmm. the gym let alone once they get there are they actually going to lift something and for how long you know there's a lot of convincing that you do along the way um, I will say this like when I got into my final shape, when I finally, you know, went back into health and fitness after I was done having all these kids, I realized that, so I worked towards bodybuilding and I ended up um, competing in a bikini bodybuilding competition. But the day of the competition, I looked in the mirror and I still saw the same person and I was the best shape that I arguably could have been in at the time. I, you know, like you can't get any skinnier, you can't get less body fat than that. That's just, but I, what I noticed changed the most was my mentality, not only about myself and my capabilities, but as far as, you know, what I could actually produce in the world if I put my mind to it. So it really had me thinking, you know, I, we, we always associate fitness with a change in our weight or a change in our appearance, but we're in our heads, you know, 24 seven for, for our entire life. And I don't think that we give it enough credit for how it can change us mentally. You know, I think that women especially could use leaning into that and using things like energy and mental clarity and self-confidence as more motivation to treat yourself in a healthy way rather than your waist size or your dress size. You know what I mean? So it's so much deeper yeah. than that. Yeah, no, definitely. And no, I think 
a lot of people kind of overlook that side of it, don't they? They just kind of like see the physical side to it, you know, like, you know, working out and how people look. And I think, like you said, there's definitely that, you know, that mental side to it where, you know, it's how a person perceives themselves and how they, you know, how they, how they feel as well. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time people, you know, they, they are comparing themselves a lot to other people and how people look. And like you said, they might be in great shape, but like, yeah, mentally, you know, they're not in a good place because they're trying to work towards kind of something or comparing themselves to X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah. A lot of that is, I mean, we're full of judgment. You know, we kind of judge ourselves against how we judge the world. And then we try to fit in whatever our little comfortable area of judgment is. But I can tell you, once you're put on stage and actually judged for what your body is, and you realize that the thing that matters to you most in the journey is the fact that you stuck with something or the times in the gym that you pushed it the most or how much confidence you have, you know, in your abilities to do said goal. Like once you realize that the journey was about that and that people only judge externally, I think you can start holding yourself to a different standard internally as far as what mm-hmm. goals is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. I think it's definitely like you said that process and that journey that kind of kind of uh, is more like impactful and more important. I think you know when you reflect on it like you said. Cuz I, I it reminds me when I did uh, army courses with the military and I remember like you know the training you do and the, you know some of the intense exercises and it's kind of like you know you are be I remember you was being assessed by you know the other soldiers who are you know seeing what you're doing and like you said it's kind of not really about that is it it's kind of like you know how you've coped in those difficult times and you know how you've kind of grown isn't it it really is and we discover that as we get older I feel like too late sometimes because you know we start out comparing ourselves and our abilities um, to people when we're very young but as we get older I find that that only limits like what we can produce in the world and the happiness that we can gain from the world. I mean, it's there's something to be said about when you embrace yourself the way you are and enhance mm. your best self that is so much more fulfilling. And it, it causes a ripple effect. You know, if you're fulfilled and if you're happy and if you're confident enough to go out there and make a great day, then that's going to ripple everybody that you touch throughout that day, throughout your life, you know? And so this creates mm. a ripple. Um, health is just the answer to it all, you know? But it it's not all body image. It, it includes, you know, what we eat as far as what provides that mental clarity. It includes, you know, the words that we say. Um, and that starts mm. with the thoughts that we think about ourselves. So I think that in this day and age, especially when we're all, you know, shut in right now with COVID-19 and kind of dealing with a little more internal time, if we capitalize on it and realize that this can be a time of growth and of self-acceptance and of leaning in to what makes you light up, then that actually brings about a better world in the long run. And I know that we all really could use that right now. Mm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree with you. And I think like you said, um, yeah, like like with COVID, a lot of people, you know, feel a lot of pressure and, you know, that mental health and physical fitness and well-being, it's all like you said, interlinked and you know, our mindset and our beliefs and you know it is all interlinked and it all kind of like um connects on to one another and it's like if you work out 
like you, you you have a more increased self-esteem you feel better about yourself and you know that you're then going to be thinking better things about yourself but i i know if i don't work out for a day or when i'm meant to i don't feel the same and it just it just kind of i think it helps have that self-awareness where you can tune into what works for you and what, mm-hmm. what doesn't and as a, a trainer i can say that I don't think people realize like how ingrained creatures of habit we are, you know, the foods that we eat and the things that we do. Um, Even, even as a trainer, even as a bodybuilder, I still find myself quite literally following my feet to the gym. Like, it's not like I'm always like, yeah, we're going to go do push-ups or bicep curls, you know, yay. Like I would say a couple times, a couple of days out of the week. And I try to work out between five and six days a week. I'm generally active other than that anyways, but a couple of those days, every single week, I have to either convince myself or literally just walk to the gym and just start doing it because you seldom feel like it. And I feel like we get so close to goals and to, you know, things in our life that it just, when it gets uncomfortable, we stop. Or like Mm -hmm. when we have a day of not feeling like it and we give in, or the next day we don't go back to it. You know, we just give up so easy. And I, I wish mm-hmm. people would realize that consistency in an action, consistency in a purpose, consistently feeding yourself right or moving, or you know, it really develops into something long lasting. You know, mm-hmm. and so if people would just stick with it. Mm. Yeah. No, I think that's great advice. And I think that's so important, isn't it? You know, to stick with the course and just keep on going. And like you said, um, people have days where, you know, part of themselves might say, oh, you know, just sit, sit down or stay home. And I think sometimes there's all that kind of like little voice where, you know, it's always like, yeah, so I just have a day off. But like, you know, you just, just go and do it. And then, you know, you kind of create that momentum, you know, to do it the next day. And then you it just kind of builds, doesn't it, over time? Mm-hmm. And, um, and and that's the fun thing with pairing fitness along with, you know, um, maybe mental health and along with mm-hmm. mindset. That's the fun thing with adding that portion to health and fitness. I think it should be part of the conversation because your body does need to rest. Your muscles need to rest and repair. That's actually where the growth is. You tear them in the gym and you repair them on rest day. But what are you doing on that rest day? Are you still feeding your body what it needs so that it can thrive? You know, are you still, um, are you growing mentally? Are you loving yourself throughout that day and taking care of yourself mentally Mm. and allowing that rest to become repair? You know, Mm. instead of, um, we just fight ourselves over it. And so rest is equally important, but you can grow in other ways on your rest days, you know? Mm. Mm. I did not yeah, mean no. for that to rhyme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. I think it's like so important isn't it? because I think society, the way it moves is very fast. And I think, you know, sometimes people can kind of reach a stage of like burnout because they're on the go and, you know, they feel guilty, you know, if they have time that, you know, downtime. And sometimes I'm like that, you know, I'll, I'll watch a bit of tv or play a game and i'm like should i be doing this you know should i you know but you sometimes you need that kind of downtime and rest to, you know to recuperate and mm-hmm. like you said your your energy levels and your muscle you know to to repair 
and I think it's it's definitely that balance, isn't it? Like as well, so it kind of you can repair in that time. Well, and here's what's fun about bringing mindset into the conversation. Here's what's fun about you know bringing you know the mental part and the habits and the thoughts that you think into the conversation because when you have those times of rest that's actually when your brain is able to process things without the stress overload on it. So if you've ever gone in the shower and all of a sudden an idea or a solution to a problem you had earlier that day or the day before pops into your head, and yet why mm. didn't it come the whole time you were working at it? It's because your brain is a more in a more relaxed state. So that can actually be incredibly useful, especially if you're facing something stressful to step away and treat yourself right and it will come you know mm, mm. yeah no definitely i've i've definitely felt that like i've been in the shower sometimes if i'm driving and you know that that kind of you kind of got that space where you just kind of by yourself and it's that kind of like clarity yes and then you know if someone comes into my head if i'm driving i have to like pull over to like write it in my phone or <laughs> something yeah, the best ideas come driving. I totally agree with you on that. I wish my car had like a, you know, a Google thing on it so I could tell it to like, okay, transcribe this, write this down, keep this yeah. note, you know, just like yeah. speak it into the air and it can yeah. keep track of what I just came up mm. with. Because then if you don't write it down, um, it could get lost by the time you get to where you're going. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Like. Would you, would you say like like sleep is important as well like you know to have ad- adequate sleep like alongside you know um you know, mental and physical health as well i would say so i would say what's important more is getting to know yourself on all levels and sleep is just one of them knowing yourself and your habits and your tendencies is always going to be beneficial uh, something that i recently learned about sleep that just kind of you know how you have those aha moments and it put it together for me so we sleep in sleep cycles. And so other than learning about how long I need to sleep, if I realize that, okay, a sleep cycle is between 70 and 90 minutes, and I generally sleep, you know, five sleep cycles, then that tells me that that's, that's the best thing for me. And so then I'd, I feel like once you understand cycles, and once you can make sure that you have enough time between when you need to get to sleep, and when your body can wake you up, and we stop mm. saying, oh, I need eight hours, I need nine hours. It just doesn't get so, you know, so heady. And also, I think that patterns really matter. You know, you can get in these consistencies of waking up late, or you can get in these consistencies of waking up early. But another thing that really helps, though, is having like a purpose to wake up to. And mm. then you kind of find that you no longer really need the alarm clock. I often find myself, you know, waking up a few minutes just before my alarm because like I've timed my sleep cycles out, right? And I'm ready to go for the day. You know, there's always something like to look forward to. And then also capitalizing on falling asleep in the same way every night. It can kind of cue your body to go right into that sleep. You know, some people that can just hit the bed, hit the pillow and they're out like a light. I finally learned how to do that. I found a certain way that I can hold my neck and then I can turn this way. And then once Mm. I turn this way, that's my cue to go to sleep. And it's all this weird, like if you pay attention to your habits, you can pick up on these little things and then just do them purposefully every night and it will Mm. cue your body to go to sleep. But then also paying attention to your brain waves. So like your state of when you're waking up, 
That's why it's really key to get enough sleep, but then to have a purpose for living, a purpose for waking up and being happy about it, you know? So then you Mm. can lean into that state and get all like happy and creative when you're kind of Mm. coming out of your sleep and then you're ready for work. So it's sleep is a fun thing to look into. If you look at it that way, I think there's a lot to learn, but I don't think it needs to um, be something that we look forward to all the time. You know, it's meant for a way to use it, but a lot of life happens when you're awake so don't stay in bed too much <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely I think that's a really really good point really good points and I think like as well like you know that's why it's so important like you said to, you know if you can find something you enjoy or kind of a purpose to wake up to and you know I think we've all done jobs that we don't like and things like that and I remember like I was working for this hotel and I had to do breakfast shifts and I I hated it and it was like seven o'clock in the morning and the night before I probably finished it like 11 or 12 at night <laughs> and then you know that, that kind of trade you know is very unsocial un- hours mm-hmm. and I remember like you know waking up and just feeling like this just dread of like oh God. and it's like if you're waking up towards something that you want to do it's almost like a trapeze kind of springing you into it and I think if you're asleep and when you're in bed, that's the risk. Like if you want to get up and get up, have that get up and go to do something you want to do, you, you're out of bed pretty pretty quick. If you if you don't really want to go and do that thing, you end up laying in bed for an extra ten minutes, and you're like, oh, it's okay, I'll give it another fifteen. Uh-huh. And then before you know it, <laughs> half an hour's gone by, and you're like, no, I need to get up now. That's um, totally it. But also like that that you know conversation that we have with ourselves in our heads, you know, throughout life, that really mm-hmm. matters because. If your first thought when you wake up is going to be directed toward the negative or the thing that you have to do, instead of reframing it towards what you get to do, then you are going to, no matter what, no matter how much sleep you have, a negative attitude is not going to lead to a good day. So it's it's training ourselves to think and conversate in a different way. And even if we could view something as negative, reframing it in a positive really helps Mm. build that life that you want to look forward to and helps you wake up and focus on that. I think that what you focus on is is really what's going to stand Mm. out the most, you know, in life. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, definitely. I think like you said, like what you focus on, you attract and, you know, how you kind of start your day kind of has that ripple effect that kind of domino effect doesn't it like first thing in the morning you mm-hmm. know like you're you know you're gra- you know grateful for certain things that you have and, or you know like the, the words that you say to yourself and like you said um it does have that ripple effect and I think that's kind of like throughout days as well isn't it like if you if you do something that's good that's going to then ripple to the next day and on to the next thing and all these different patterns and habits and I think I think, you know, we can be quite complex, you know, beings like people, you know, and I think it's kind of like a big, long process, isn't it? You know, understanding who we are and what, you know, what we do. And I think we can kind of master that and kind of, you know, be self-aware, be tuned in to um, what we're doing and how we're thinking and, you know, everything else. It kind of just kind of breaks the ice a bit. We can kind of make that, those changes. Whereas mm-hmm. like if, if people, you know, some people, some people might not be, you know, in that kind of tangle and, you know, time goes on and they're still doing those bad habits and certain things. But um, there's this Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart said something like, you know, the, the sun is going to be up in the morning, you know, regardless of 
you know whether you get up or not and right. it's like you are you going to rise with the sun and get up or you know you're going to let time go by kind of thing that's exactly it but i also think i think you used one of the magic words there and that's self-aware you know one of the things that bothers me about the way the women that i see approaching health and fitness is the fact that it's this always like this yo-yo hating thing going on versus when you become genuinely self-aware of how how you operate then you can change how you operate when you become aware mm. of your habits then you can adapt those habits to work for you when you become aware of the conversation that you're having in your head then you can start you know having a bit different voice in the conversation and so i think self-awareness is the root of everything and you know life is not finality i mean it's not always going to be the same you look at a heartbeat and it's up and down it's ever changing and with the highs there has to be a low you know and so we're always growing and especially our bodies change um our our mentality changes as we age and as we gain wisdom and insight and experience and so to expect to be able to have the same body to expect to be able to do the exact same things um to expect to be able to eat this and always eat like this and always eat like this and you know it just doesn't make any sense and so i think better yet if we instead leaned into self-awareness just throughout mm -hmm. life then we can see oh it's fall in fall i do put on a few pounds and i love my sweaters and i eat differently because there's squash and there's soups and there's casseroles and then oh this is christmas you know and i, I think like yeah recognize that there's seasons in life and that it doesn't all have to be what society deems as perfect. And instead that self-awareness brings happiness. And so self-awareness is really, really where it all starts. You know, you mm. nailed it on the head there. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I, I really believe in what you said with, you know, like life is, you know, like I said, different seasons almost, isn't it? And kind of, just kind of accepting who you are and not being too harsh, you know, on mm -hmm. yourself. Because, yeah, could you imagine hating yourself yeah. like through every season? You know, could you imagine like hating on all your seasons? Like that wouldn't be any any mm. fun way to live. Why not be grateful for the the positive parts of it and lean into that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. Do Do you think social media has a kind of part to play in that? Because people they might like see somebody or they, you know, they're comparing. Do you think even that's where it kind of comes down to, you know, where people kind of. I think you know, that like, social media is like money and it only enhances what you already are. Hmm. So hmm. I think that you can, I think a great way to start changing your mentality and the conversation in your head is um, to look at your social media diet consumption. Mm, uh, you can mm. go through your feed and if you have tons of recipes from aunt jan and they're all you know buttery and creamy well mm. that's not going to work for you if you have a bunch of negative political opinions that might not be good for you to think about all day either so i really think that if we look at our own feed we can mm. get a sense of what the internal conversation is but social media is just like money. If you're if you're a giving, yeah. loving, kind person, you're going to use that platform just like you would use the money in your pocket to do better in the world. But mm. if you are, you know, somebody who already has that 
that negative thought pattern going, it's only going to amplify it because you can easily find people to, to think negative right along with you, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely that kind of like a quote, like, you know, your vibe kind of attracts your tribe, doesn't it? You know, they're kind of what you're giving out, you're, go, you're going to get back kind of thing. And I think, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, like self-awareness again, isn't it? You know, being aware of where your energy's going, where your time's going, and kind of what, mm-hmm. what you're getting back. And yeah, I, I think it's definitely key. People should, you know, have that kind of outlook on life towards, you know, like I said, those kind of different seasons and that you're not always going to say the same, you know, like you think back to probably five years ago or two years ago, you're not the same person, you, you know, your body might be different, things like that. Yeah, and but often when we look back, don't we wish we had enjoyed that moment more? Mm. You know, so going forward, let's give our future selves a little bit of that, you know, a present mm. enjoyment and appreciation for what we are capable of today instead of, you know, regret and, yeah. I just feel like it's a better way to look at things. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's all kind of a journey, isn't it, and a process. And I think people get so caught up sometimes on the kind of the end goals. And it's kind of like, you know, that kind of those bits in between. Yeah, absolutely. And also, yeah. I'll bring in another Ed Milet conversation here. You know, we talk about goals and, and oh, I, I wish I remember who he was on, but they were, he was asking him, well, you know, are those dreams, are those goals really yours? Are they someone else's or are they societies? And so I think that when we can, there again, be self-aware and get to know ourselves, we find out what's important and we find out what is worth being around for, what's worth working towards and what is just better off left to the side because it doesn't help us produce a good day or a good outcome, you know? And so um, when you're talking, thinking about your goals, are they really your goals, you know, or are they um, your friend's goals for you or your spouse's goal for you or, you know, the standard of this looks like this, you know, and so I think goals can be a little bit deeper. We just want to make sure that they're ours and that they're worth working towards because you're going to have to sacrifice mm. something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think that's really deep topic isn't it like you know goals and you know what you know what someone's goals are and are they because are somebody's goals their parents you know which you know the parents have said oh you know do this do this and then that person spends only five or ten years doing something because their parent want parents kind of want them to do it and um have you ever watched um jordan belfort you know the guy from wolf of wall street mm-hmm. he, he he said that his mom when he was growing up used to feed him and she would say you're going to be a dentist as she was feeding him and she was kind of programming his subconscious wow. and he said he grew up you know like as a teenager saying I'm going to be a dentist and then he went to dentistry school and then he kind of realized you know that's not what he wanted and it was just what his his parents kind of programmed him to do and the guy the guy said you know if you're here to make a lot of money the the age of dentistry you know isn't the place for you and he right he got up and he what he walked out of the the lecture but then he realized oh you know it's the programming of the moment put into him as a kid that's a perfect example of you know like we never know where we get these crazy ideas from you know like who said you have to look this way or go pursue that dream like if you're not enjoying it 
then maybe it's not something that you really want to do. You know, if you're not mm. able to find a way to embrace the stuff, then is it really your dream mm. to go after? So, I mean, I love that. Mm. That's so fascinating how programming and habits become what we are today, but, but you, it's undeniable. You know, the brain is a, it's a crazy thing that we're just starting to understand. And I, I'm really happy to be able to talk with you and include it in the conversation of health and fitness. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. It's definitely, it's definitely all interlinked, isn't it? And I think it's something that, you know, people should, you know, think about and talk about a lot more. Yep. I fully agree. Um, do you, do you have any favorite books or anything at all? Do you have any favorite books? Any favorite books? Well, Joshua Metcalf has written two that I really like. Um, the first one's pound the stone. I feel like it's a must read. It's a, it's a great way that he tells the story but it really kind of sums up a really an approach to life. And then he has a second one. Mm. It's I'm losing the name of it right now, but Pound the Stone by Joshua Metcalf. Um, I think if mm. you want to go back in time, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is always a good one. Um, I have a little mm. pocket-sized copy that I carry around and I have different areas highlighted. And there's something to be said about timeless wisdom proven over and over. So um, mm. I love I love books. Right now, I'm actually reading uh, Your Next Five Moves, and this is by Patrick Bet David. So, um, mm. yeah, I love books, and I'm glad you asked me that question because it, they're a way to, to get knowledge and insight um, very easily. Mm. And so, I would recommend those three for sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome. No, you're very welcome. I think I think reading so important, and I think you know something that you know we should all do at some stage or you know regularly when we get time. Mm-hmm as well um i saw one last question like you know who would you say your kind of like role models are or have been um you know growing up or now whether that's professionally or kind of personally or mentors i would say that i'm a, almost a female version of gary v though he doesn't know that but we both like yeah. muffins. We both like angry driving. We're both entrepreneurs at heart. Yeah. I think him and I could have great conversation, but I also yeah. like really feel pulled towards the heart and the purpose part of Tony Robbins. He's where I started mm. like getting all my information from and him and I will meet and have a great conversation someday. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited for that. But I feel like those are people that have taken life by the horns and have made a life that they look forward to and have made it um, ripple kindness on other people. And I think that with all of our goals and all this, like if we just had love and kindness along with everything else, then things would mm. go better. So those would be kind of my role models right now. Um, Tony mm. Robbins mm. and Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. No, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's so important to have role models and to have people that we kind of you know aspire to be like and take you know the things that they've done and do you know what I mean trying to apply it and move towards you know similar things that they're kind of doing and I think they're really great examples because I mean like you said they're you know they both started out with you know nothing really and they you know they, they've worked for it and they, they've done well I mean I remember like reading some of their uh, books and uh, it, I think Tony Robbins said he was driving down the freeway in his beat up uh, Nissan or something like that he had like a you know and he's he's doing well now and I think like those kind of like people as well they've been through hard times as well haven't they and they've, they've been through difficulties and I think 
it, it just shows like, you know, difficulties can kind of make you stronger, can't they? You know? Yeah, and I think that the way that they approach life is, um, is in a today way and in a better tomorrow way. You know, mm. they don't approach life greedily. I think that they enjoy the game as it's played and, and try to, you know, expel love and kindness into the world and at least like teach a man to fish throughout their mm. day instead of all this take, take, take. And so I, I think that's a really admirable way to go about life. And I'm, you know, mm. if you believe in karma or anything like that, I, I do believe that what you put out there, you know, you'll be taken care of, you'll be fed that week, you'll be clothed, mm. you'll have a roof over your head next year, you know, as long as you're, you're putting out the right things. And so, mm. yeah, it, it really comes full circle if you have the right intention. And I feel like both of their hearts are in the best place that it could be. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that, that's important, you know, as, as a person, isn't it? How that, you know, what you give out, you know, you get back and that, that karma. And I, I totally believe in that. And, you know, the, how the universe works. I think, you know, if you help somebody, that's going to come around and come back to you. Yeah, helping people is actually like the most selfish thing that you can do. And mm. I told my friend that well, last year because she was talking about how great it felt to do this thing she was doing. And she looked at me and she was like, what? Like that's selfish. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you think about it, it's like like giving your time and your heart and a piece of your energy to care about mm. somebody is so incredibly rewarding that nothing else can beat that reward. And in in that way, like it's the most selfish thing you can do because it fulfills you so much. And that's why when you find people who can get outside of themselves for a little bit and work towards something deeper or something for somebody else you find that they they find that peace and happiness and and that's why because the feeling is so good mm. Mm. yeah no definitely it's kind of priceless isn't it you know like you know giving and helping someone and making you know trying to make a difference in some way it's um you know has definitely has that positive ripple effect and you know i you know i'm, I'm grateful you know to connect with people like yourself and you know to, to have these kind of conversations and you know, it's really, it's really uh, uplifting and, and positive, and I, you know, I'm really grateful, you know, for it. Yeah, thank you so much for for like inviting me on and and the conversation leading up to this. It's really fun to talk mm. with like-minded people and you know put those aha moments together. So this has been a great experience, yeah. and it's really cool yeah, to yeah. watch you, Adam, in all of your podcast journey. I, I really admire your consistency and your dedication to it. And I love you told me you had a certain number you were going to hit. And I believe that you're mm. going to exceed that because you're already, like you said, building all these relationships and, and consistency adds up, you know? So it's really yeah. cool to see. And it's an honor to be one of your guests. So thank you. Oh, no, th thank you, Elizabeth. Really, really means a lot. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful. And yeah, I, I you know, I just kind of want to keep doing it. And, you know, I, I love connecting people and being able to, you know, provide you know value in some way and it's you know like you know i love, I love to connect you know with you and see you know what your story is and I'm, I'm really really blessed and um i'm just thinking as well like where, where can people find you on social media and uh about your content um right now my personal tiktok and instagram are elizabeth k fit that's elizabeth k-a-y fit um and then my website for one of the businesses is personaltrainerinabox.com or at personaltrainerinabox. And that's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. So you can also find me on LinkedIn, Elizabeth Sullivan. 
yeah reach out no. and let me know if i can do anything for you yeah no awesome of course i'll, I'll definitely i'll share your content as well and I'll, I'll put the description of your details in the podcast Thank as you. well no you're welcome but no it's, it's been it's been great talking to you but no i wish you i wish you all the best in your day and what you're doing and hope uh, everyone enjoyed listening to this and watching it <laughs> awesome Hi there, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to my podcast. I really hope that my podcast has a positive impact and provides positive value to you and your life. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach and I am offering free discovery call consultations up to 15 minutes. And through these calls, I will touch base with you and see where you're at in your current situation. And as a life coach, I can help you in areas with, you know, mental health, anxiety, depression, goal setting, relationship coaching, and, you know, many other areas of life. So if you're interested in having a free consultation, please get in touch at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach me on LinkedIn with the name Adam Parr or my Instagram at positivity94 so if you're interested in having a consultation and you know you're at a place in your life where you know you're wanting to reach out for help um, please get in touch and um, I'll be happy to to help you Um, have a great day and um, all the best take care